This is a Ward Scott Files advisory. The Ward Scott Files podcast may contain material not suited for people who are easily offended. Trust us on this. This show contains adult information and opinions. Please protect small children, sensitive pets, fragile houseplants, and liberal relatives. Thank you. Warthog. He's going to come up the steps. Here he comes. Oh my goodness, and he's huge. Hello, boy. I wonder if we can pet him. Hi, boy. Can we touch him? No, don't. Help me! Help! Help! Good morning, good morning. Professor Ward Scott here in the Manly Warthog Man Cave, in case you've ever wondered where it is. It's in the piney woods of north central Florida in God's country in the Mellon Law Studio, protected 365 24-7 by, of course, crime prevention. And uh, sponsored by all the great sponsors you see, and we'll hear more about at the bottom of the hour. And we always appreciate, of course, the donors. Thank you so much for helping us out. And always give a shout out to Plantation Mark, who helped us get this fantastic, yes, it's going good, a microphone that you can hear me sharply on, I think. So today is Friday. We're juggling a couple of balls. We're spinning a couple of plates here. So bear with us. We are going to open up the phone line because there's a lot of things going on locally that we're going to talk about. And as we get the phone line opened up, we're also going to be preparing to run a video for you. So uh, bear with us. And uh, hopefully I'll see myself on the screen here in a moment, too, as well. But production is having to do a lot of things at this moment. So uh, thank you uh, for all the good work they're doing. And uh, uh, we certainly appreciate that. We uh, are um, really, we've been talking about this problem for a long time in uh, the city of, uh, of, uh, of this uh, community here. Um, that is the horrible management of it. The absolutely horrible, horrible management of it. And, you know, it's not just, um, if you see me looking down, I'm, scrolling through some um, uh, online notifications here um, to um, see if I can't cook in with a live, hook up with a live story right now coming in, but I maybe have to put that aside so I can see the chats. Anyway, we've been talking for a long time about uh, um, the preposterous failure of Democrat uh, committees and councils and commissions to run run anything that has to do with money. I don't know what it is. I've almost concluded that uh, if you are somebody who wants to have control over money, I, I don't. I know Democrat people who control money, but they don't seem to be public officials. And we've got a startling case of that going on right now, which we've been predicting for a long, long time. And that is that uh, this city has malfeasance all over the place. I mean, it's just not run properly. You have to go back to the days of five commissioners to get anything near a city being run by business people. Back when we had um, five commissioners, we had mostly business people running for the commission and governing the city. And by that, we mean that they were fellows who had as they say, skin in the game. 
You are now in the host room and can manage your callers from the call-in studio web interface. Thank you. Right now we have your call-in line open today. So that's one plate production is successfully spun. Um, and thank you very much for that. So if you have a comment on this, uh, we'll take a call and put you in the holding room until we work you in. Um, the, the city has not been run by business people uh, for quite some time, especially since we went to seven commissioner which was triggered by a charter change, which ironically was done by the five commissioners I've learned. Reasoning that as the city got bigger, it would need more commissioners. Exactly the opposite really is true. Uh, now they've got seven, which is an unwieldy number. And most of them come from the academic world and little of them have any real business acumen. So it's beginning to really show up and we've been covering it for a long, long time. And that is that, where's the money? And what do you do with the money? And I guess maybe for a year or two now, we've been showing you that audits have failed to even find bills from which they can begin to look at the income outgo of the city. They haven't even kept proper records in the city. And they've blamed it on the underlings that uh, are in the system of bureaucracy. They fired them, have made endrums or kicked out the managers or anything but blame themselves. And you know, there is, a, there is a moment of truth in this community where your legislative delegation uh, comes to the community and talks about um, what Tallahassee has to say about the way this, this community is being governed. And there was real, real uh, fireworks yesterday, as I understand it, Thursday afternoon, when the Florida Joint Legislative Auditing Committee, which is comprised of both Senate and House members, and incidentally, both Republicans and Democrats, and Democrats on this auditing committee were as harsh on uh, this city of Gainesville, I understand it, uh, as I understand it, as Republicans on the committee were. So this Florida Joint Legislative Auditing Committee, which is comprised of Senate and House members. And this story is covered very well by the Gainesville Sunset. And it's also covered in, uh, uh, by Elotico Chronicle. Um, the Gainesville Sunset, um, I will allude to because I think it gets to the point quicker and uh, leaves out a lot of the uh, chatter that's going on among and between these people. But basically what's happening here is that this Auditor General's report has found that the Gainesville Regional Utilities has, as we know it, rising debt levels. And to cover their butts, what we know, and of course this Legislative Auditing Committee has now gotten wind of it and understands it, they've been borrowing, they don't even borrow, they just take money from the slush fund, the utility uh, money that comes in from the GRU rates. And GRU, they fired those guys routinely when they get the wrong opinion from them. This all started when P. Green Underhand, which is, of course, Piggine Hanrahan, fired Mike Kurtz because Mike Kurtz wouldn't go along with this boondoggle known as the great uh, 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 beer factory, one person called it once upon a time, and that is the... Uh, utilities that meets uh, energy off of burning up trees. You know, what a crazy idea. Everybody knew it was Looney Tunes, 
But nobody at the city would listen because they were under the Witched Witch's spell, that's Hammerhands, and they just had to have uh, uh, this um, plant that ran off of wood and did, did in fossil fuel because that was the big thing liberals were getting on board for. And uh, boy, Gainesville always has wanted to be the first in being the dumbest. And they jumped right on a bandwagon, gave Hanrahan a, a reason to go on the company ticket to Europe and powwow with all these great liberal people who were going to wind down our dependency on fossil fuel, change GRU out so it didn't run on coal and make it run on trees. That's really where it started and fired Kurtz because he was a great GRU manager and said, are you crazy? And you know how it is with the liberals. They only want to hear their opinion. They're the most closed-minded people. Liberal used to mean open-minded. It now means if you don't agree with my liberal ideas, your closed-minded need to go. It's really one of those code words you need to understand. So uh, this legislative committee has said what we've been saying all along, that this city of Gainesville, which I don't live in, by the way, and the uh, Manley Warthog Command Center is not located in, um, is about to go 10 toes up. It can't continue like this to, or it's going to go to bankruptcy. Now, we've been saying this all along, that a bankruptcy is the only thing that will wake this community up. Anything short of bankruptcy, and these people will not get the point. Now, it even goes so far, just before the show started, I was on the phone doing a little more research with this about people who know uh, a little bit about what's happening. And um, uh, th th this, is a, this is a real possibility, not just a uh, talking point, that the city could go bankrupt. Um, it it uh, has all sorts of, but more importantly, the, some of the people who are watching this say this threat that is not an idle threat in what I'm going to talk to you about, is that we'll just remove all these commissioners. The, the governor will just remove all the commissioners who, as I understand it, uh, the, the, you know, at least some of them, the mayor, Ward, uh, they'll, they'll yank the rug out from under them and say, listen, you keep defending your, your, your incompetence and uh, we're going to get you out of the out of the role of, of leading this city into bankruptcy, which you don't seem to be able to extract them from. And what you're saying to us face to face in this legislative meeting is a bunch of BS. Uh, you don't show any actual ability to do what you say you're going to do. And what you're going to do is uh, not going to fix the problem. They allude to even how low can you go, Bowtie Poe, who called these kind of investigations into the uh, financial feasibility of, of, of this community uh, politically motivated. Politically motivated? It's economically motivated, you dumb A. What in the world? You know, Lauren Poe, you know, he was on the faculty at Santa Fe. Nobody knew the dude out there. I was a president of the Senate. Hell, I never heard of him. You know, I mean, this is typical. Warren Nielsen was nobody politically at Santa Fe. He was a big muckety-muck at Gainesville City Commission. Lauren Poe was nobody at Santa Fe, a big muckety-muck at the Gainesville City Commission. It's the Peter Principle over the place. 
Take them upstairs if you can't stand them. Give them more responsibility, not less. And so Poe called this thing politically motivated and, you know, went after the people who ran the finance department. You remember all this stuff? I mean, it's crazy. Um, the uh, um, We've been releasing this type of battle uh, uh, warnings for quite some time on the Ward Scott files. We've been hearing repeatedly people upset with electric service. Uh, the city commissioners have uh, the communist uh, commissioner, uh, uh, the, the communist commissioner. Uh, 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 I just saw a note threw me off a little bit here from from uh, production coming in. Uh, the, the communist commissioner Seiko gave the international fighter pilots salute to the people she governs and rules. So she's a jerk. She's not going to listen to anybody. And uh, Harvey Ward, we know, is moveon.org and is ultra, ultra left. Um, so, there's, you know, what do they know? I mean, and more importantly, they have shut down. I mean, we keep seeing it and hearing stories about it. Any kind of reasonable input from the citizens, um, they put the red light on them. They give them a warning, et cetera. So they don't listen to people who come there out of tremendous, you know, one of the things that camouflages this electric bill problem in this community is there's so many student renters. Okay. There's so much government property. Okay. Do you know how much this affects the school system to have these utility rates? If you don't get these utility rates on, let me tell you how this circle goes. If you don't get these utility rates under control, okay? Well, somebody's got to pay them in the government. Let's take the school system. So what does the school system do? And we're going to get into the school system in a little bit and what miserable condition it's in. Eventually, we'll get into a big story about it. But with big stories before about it. But through no fault of their own, in this case, the school system has to keep the lights on in the schools. Gets the power from GRU. Guess what? Their rates go up. Guess what? Who underwrites that? You, the public, because they have to have more money. So they ask for a tax. Or go look at your a part of your property taxes on the school system. Uh, it's amazing. And there are people hit with this who don't have kids in the school system. You understand that, don't you? Senior citizens. Uh, affordable housing. Uh, those people don't have the ability to underwrite the malfeasance of the city commission and its abuse of utility rates. Got to stick a sip of This stuff is so preposterous. Absolutely preposterous um, that um, you, you have this problem where um, you, you can't, uh, you, you can't, uh, um, well, it's, you know, cat chasing its own tail or some of the things that come to mind, you know, but this transfer of money from the GRU pocket bucket of money to fund all these crazy uh, social engineering um, pet projects that these liberals want is absolutely undisciplined. There's nobody who's got either the wherewithal or the ability to get through to these people to make the point. So finally, a legislative delegation has 
held the city of Gainesville to feet to the fire. With such strong language that's included here in the Sunset article. And let me just see who wrote this. Andrew Kaplan. Andrew Kaplan is the best writer they've got over at the Gainesville Sun. Whitley is a great sports writer they've got, but I really like Whitley. But I think Andrew is pretty good. And Andrew's done a pretty good job on this thing. He says, uh, uh, you know, the the, uh, uh, lawmakers are saying that uh, the savings uh, uh, pale in comparison to GRU's GRU's $1.7 billion in debt. And much of this came when the city had to buy its way out of a biomass contract and purchase that plant for $750 million in 2017. This you can place squarely on the shoulders of P. Green Underhand, who is a, can be a mean person, you know, when it comes to getting her way and intimidating people. So here we have a biomass purchase of that we forever have stuck with. Uh, we ain't going to run the utility needs off of trees. That's a pipe dream, some kind of liberal, ideological, unfounded, fiscal, responsible thing. Uh, the debt plan is on a trajectory to just absolutely run the city into, into the ground. Now, we've got a lot of other things wrong with the city, too. We've got a, a, a undisciplined, ungoverned uh, police department, which is, in, uh, is, is, is absolutely corrupted by the meddling of the same city commission. Um, so the state auditing manager uh, gave the uh, presentation to the committee, according to Andrew, and uh, really said that the utilities are uh, debt generating machines and they've questioned the solar power purchase, which the city of Gainesville, boy, they thumping themselves on the back for that. Boy, isn't it great that we're going to do by solar power? Let me tell you something. You know how many acres and acres and acres of land you need to, for solar panels? It's nuts. I mean, it's nuts. You know how many people are coming daily, hourly, minute by minute to the state of Florida? You're not going to keep up with them with solar panels. You're not going to keep up with them with wind turrets. You're not going to keep up with them by burning trees. Anybody with any sense knows this. But back to the students, they are captive payers. They pay their utility bills in these houses. Now, when they go into these big residential complexes where perhaps the uh, complex pays it, the rents, absolutely, they charge the students subsidize if the complex has to pay the utility. Otherwise, the students pay the utility. The students really don't have a clue about things like this. My experience with student renters is that um, utilities, mom and daddy, um, you know, it's not something that's on the horizon yet. They got a couple of things on their mind, uh, getting their grades and then partying. I mean, basically, that's what college should be about, really, shouldn't it? Enjoying your youth and preparing for your adult life. Adult life gets serious enough soon enough. So they're not concerned about utility rates. And that's been a cheap place to go hide uh, the problems at this in, in, in absolutely in, uh, incapable um, is a group of people is pushing out on the community. 
And I see about nuclear power. Nuclear power was, you know, until Chernobyl, until Three Mile Island. Um, yeah, nuclear power was kind of uh, in the in the loop. Now they're kind of afraid of the word nuclear. Uh, Plantation Mark making that uh, uh, suggestion. But that's not even in the talk. That's not even a talking point here. Um, the other thing about utilities. GRU is a monopoly. You know, you can't, if you're in the city of Gainesville, go to Duke. You can't go to Clay. You can't go to any of these other Florida Power and Light. You're stuck with GRU. And whatever craziness GRU endorses, you, you're, you, you have, you're a sucker for it. Um, so I welcome this kind of intrusion by the state legislature. My prediction is that we are going to have to um, 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 I the bullet and go bankrupt before anybody here comes to his senses, unless the legislature, which they've threatened to do, removes the commissioners or their inability to protect the people they govern. That's very interesting. And believe me, Right now with DeSantis and this legislature, this is no idle threat. This is not something that would be just words without anything backing them up. If I were the city commissioner of Gainesville, I think I'd pay a little closer attention. But I don't think they have the ability to correct it. Force the ship is on. I really seriously don't. I, I I don't think that these commissioners. Eastman, are you kidding me? Are you? He's just a kid. Seiko, she's a she doesn't she doesn't she's out to lunch. She's taking herself off the dais a couple of times. Harvey Ward, they're going to yank his chain. I'll guarantee you. That guy is on a banana peel. They're going to yank his chain. How low can you go? Bowtie Poe, he's already done his damage. P. Green underhand, already done her damage. Although she still runs the city behind the scenes, I think. So they're going to be a watchful eye on these people. And it's long overdue. And the, some of these people who are doing the watchful eye, as I say, are Democrats. This Senator Jason Pizzo is a Democrat from Hollywood. So that is a big story. That is a very, very big story. Army, let me talk to production. Uh, which video are you talking about, production? Okay, let's take the call. Let's take it. Okay. Hello, Doug. Okay. Hello, Dylan. Hello. Hello. Hello, Joe. Hello, Joe. Joe Payton. Hello, Joe. Hey, how are you? How are you? Well, I was just going over your great behavior yesterday as you were in attendance at the Florida de delegation as they read the riot act to the city. Uh, so what's your eyewitness testimony, ma'am? Um. Well, I just hope that this was an eye-opener for the city. Uh, certainly, the citizens 
that have been involved uh, since the biomass and some that have walked newly into Gainesville and into the chambers who could see what was going on, you know, from their first uh, view of a, a city commission meeting. I think uh, we've all been vindicated that, uh, you know, finally the warnings that we've been uh, putting forth for 15 years uh, to varying degrees, at least uh, they've been validated. And hopefully, uh, I'm going to be optimistic about this. Uh, Maybe not so realistic, but we'll give them a chance. I hope they heard the message loud and clear, clearly, and that uh, going forward, we're going to have drastic changes, and they'll look at the budget and see what they can do. Uh, As I said yesterday, the elephant in the the room was the general government budget, which through all these years has been growing and growing, and... uh, Squeezing, squeezing the city and squeezing GRU. I, I feel very badly for um, the people at GRU that have been trying to contain this when the uh, board of directors keeps looking at the the utility as a piggy bank. As they kept saying yesterday, now 84% of our utility is not owned by us. We own uh, 16%. Um, Hopefully they got a wake-up call. I hope that the new commissioners who seem to be going down the old path up until last week and actually even Monday of this week, hopefully they'll get an eye-opener and a lesson in really what's been going on, not just uh, following uh, you know, their wishes, hopes, and dreams for the future of Gainesville. They've got to look at the reality and let's give them the benefit of the doubt and see them jump on with a special emergency meeting as was suggested uh, yesterday by um, Caruso and uh, start really cutting the budget and seeing where they're going to start whittling away at the debt. And the first uh, step of good faith effort would be to revert their salaries to what they were and uh, take, take this raise that they've given themselves for uh, October, you know, take that off the table, out of the box. That should be the first thing they do. Then they should start looking at um, at the other salaries, at, at programs and, and such, you know, and get back to core services that the city's supposed to um, provide. And let's give, I want to give them the opportunity to do the right thing. And I, we were all assured yesterday by the uh, JLAC committee that they were watching and they're watching. I think that things should get better in city hall and maybe we won't be seen as the enemy anymore, but that's all remains to be played out. So, uh, uh, Joe, you're a nice lady because you're giving them a benefit of the doubt, which I would not give them because they've been given the benefit of the doubt and given the benefit of the doubt and given the benefit of the doubt and they don't change. And they have, uh, you know, engineered uh, 
um, legislation or efforts to deny the effort that Perry, I think, and Clemens made a while back to get the control of the utility out of their hands. They worked against that. Um, and now you've got a bunch of people together who haven't worked together. Um, I don't, I'm going to play the devil's advocate with you. And you know that this is, uh, uh, you know, our give and take here is we've, we've done this with each other a lot. I just don't believe they have the ability to do it, Joe. And I believe it's going to continue to um, fall on people like you and some of the others that ironically, what was it that Seiko said? You know, you're breathing our air and shouldn't be here. <laughs> wasting huh? the air. Yeah. I'm yeah, wasting that, their air. Yeah. yeah you, I want to make sure <laughs> the course. audience understands that you're the lady who volunteers your own time, who went down to the city commission, who tried to warn these people and was told by the communist commissioner, Seiko, I don't, I can't believe you're still breathing the air we breathe. Something to that effect. My God. <laughs> You have the you have yeah, so much patience, well, huh? Yeah, well, right. I was just going to say I want to give them the opportunity. I think yesterday was great because finally we're getting some press about what the real issues are. We've been trying for fifteen years um, to get the issues before the people and save a few outlets. You, the Alachua Chronicle, and an occasional, very occasional piece somewhere else, um, you know, we haven't gotten any press, uh, and the press has been controlled by the city, I believe, and now at least more people will know the reality, and, you know, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. I didn't tell you what I, what I think will happen, but, you know, I, it will, I, think, it, I think it will be very telling, and they start with a clean slate today, and you know, what they do today from, they got a pretty good smacking yesterday over and over again. And um, I hope they're doing some soul searching. I hope they say, as I do when, when adversity hits me, you know, it's like, what can I do? What can I change? How can I make this better? You know, Here's, I, yeah, I'm the eternal optimist, but I've also over these years become a very, uh, very much a realist, and <laughs> so I, I, I'd, I'd like uh, my expectations to be proven wrong, but I am going to give them the opportunity. It's, it's uh, they, they, the ball's in their court. They, they know what they're up against now, even if they were in denial before, and um, so they. I guess that's that's all I have to say is so you challenge me again. <laughs> well, I tell you, we'll always have the Ward Scott files as long as I'm around uh, to uh, be a forum for the community to be aware of these issues. And you're a member of our research team. You're one of the people who helps us get tips and knows things that are going on. You've been on the show. You've even run for the city commission, right? And my point is you're too good to be on it. They reckon <laughs> they, they don't yeah. want anybody. <laughs> huh? well. Yeah, you're right. I I would not have been as nice as the new commissioners are being. Uh, I certainly, and uh, that's probably part of what contributed uh, my not my not succeeding in this race. Is I was trying to focus on getting the issues out there, and as I come up the where I'm sitting up there now, 
I'd be challenging him, but I still would have only been one vote. Maybe we would have had right. two. But uh, I didn't deserve the smacking that, that they got yesterday. So if I was sitting there, I would have been one of the commissioners. <laughs> would have gotten <laughs> smacked, I guess. It, it takes a vote of seven, even though, um, and hopefully uh, maybe Mayor Ward is listening to this. Uh, over the years, Poe and he have been working more and more towards being strong mayors. I think they violated the charter. They violated the process. Uh, they're they're trying to cut us out. And hopefully, uh, there was an awakening yesterday. Hopefully, we will be greeted um, better in City Hall. And they will do it as Debbie Martinez and, and the rest of us have been asking, but Debbie's certainly been the most vocal about this. Um, return citizen comment to the way it was uh, and three times and not trying to control who speaks and what they say and um, trying to cut us out of chambers. It was very interesting. Uh, Mayor Ward's opening remarks was about how much he appreciates us, uh, those that got the audit started and the citizens that give all their time. And uh, I did dispel that little myth um, <laughs> because that certainly is, was, was far from the truth. So uh, the rest of the story is yet to be written. And, uh, you know, they can be heroes uh, or, as you say, you know, they might get removed. And I'm not going to decide on what's going to happen now. They're they're writing their future and uh, and ours as well, I guess. But um, Joe, so I, I really I got to get on the road. So uh, I'm going to say thank you, thank you for the opportunity um, to talk to you today. Thank you, Joe. We'll always have this uh, uh, forum for you to talk about. If things don't, if you're not treated right down there and they're not doing, then you come back on the show and we'll let the public know about it. So. Uh, that was Joe Beatty, who's oh, running. Pardon me? I was going to say, I think uh, if we're not treated right, I think that it's going to be shouted from all sorts of places. Uh, <laughs> I, I won't have to tell you. <laughs> I, I think you'll know it very well. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you, ma'am. Have a thank great... Thank you. Thank you. Have a great morning. I was Joe Beatty, who's run for the city commission unsuccessfully, who has been a watchdog down there trying to hold, uh, hold their feet to the uh, fire, which they've threatened to throw her out, and Seiko said, uh, I can't believe you're still breathing our air on this planet. Uh, this is the type of people that the moral left with their hykoflutin ways uh, are treat regular people they govern. Uh, there's no better example of it than what we've had to watch, uh, and Joe has been a kind of a lightning rod for it. Uh, we're going to take a break here and come back with the weather, and I'm going to talk with production during the break about what we might be able to be sharing with you when we come back. Uh, stay tuned to the Word Scott Fox. Although the owner of Lewis Oil Company maintains she is 29, Lewis Oil turns 60 years old in June. Chevron would like to recognize the North Florida second-generation family-owned business, celebrating its growth and staying power. Lewis Oil Company maintains significant on-hand supplies, strategically located fuel depots, a delivery fleet, on-site service, fuel card locks, and convenience stores. Lewis Oil Company understands its responsibility in the local economy by providing service and delivery on 
on demand and in crisis. As a first responder for 18 Florida counties and the southeast from Texas to Virginia, we are proud of this rare accomplishment. Lewis Oil delivers. This is Ward Scott, and I want to thank all our sponsors who keep the show going and pay the bills. The Ward Scott Files premium sponsors are Crime Prevention Security Systems, large enough to serve you, small enough to care. Melvin Law, the only official injury partner of the Florida Gators. The Ward Scott Files Gold sponsors are Lewis Oil Company, Shoot GTR, On the Spot Dry Cleaners, R&R Construction, and Style Cuts. If you are interested in promoting your business on the show, you can visit our website, www.wardscottfiles.com, and click on the Advertise Here banner on the right side of the page or call my friend Freddie at 352-284-3733. Again, thank you to all the great businesses that support the Wardscott Files. And remember, if you like the show, thank our sponsors and support the businesses that support us. Now for the weather brought to you by... This is Ward Scott, and I want to thank all our sponsors who keep the show going and pay the bills. The Ward Scott Files premium sponsors are Crime Prevention Security Systems, large enough to serve you, small enough to care. Melvin Law, the only official injury partner of the Florida Gators. The Ward Scott Files gold sponsors are Lewis Oil Company. Shoot. GTR, on-the-spot dry cleaners, R&R construction, and style cuts. If you are interested in promoting your business on the show, you can visit our website, www.wardscottfiles.com, and click on the Advertise Here banner on the right side of the page or call my friend Freddie at 352-284-3733. Again, thank you to all the great businesses that support the Wardscott Files And remember, if you like the show, thank our sponsors and support the businesses that support us. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. May God have mercy on your soul. Or that very much surprises me that you've never been tased. You can't handle the truth! All these poop. A warthog. He's gonna come up the steps. Here he comes. Oh my goodness, and he's huge. Hello, boy. I wonder if we can pet him. Hi, boy. Can we touch him? No, thanks. Help me! Help! Help! This is Ward Scott, and I want to thank all our sponsors who keep the show going and pay the bills. The Ward Scott Files premium sponsors are Crime Prevention Security Systems, large enough to serve you, small enough to care. Melvin Law, the only official injury partner of the Florida Gators. The Ward Scott Files gold sponsors are Lewis Oil Company, Shoot GTR, on-the-spot dry cleaners, R&R construction, and style cuts. If you are interested in promoting your business on the show, you can visit our website, www.wardscottfiles.com, 
and click on the Advertise Here banner on the right side of the page or call my friend Freddie at 352-284-3733. Again, thank you to all the great businesses that support the Ward Scott Files. And remember, if you like the show, thank our sponsors and support the businesses that support us. Now for the weather brought to you by Lewis Oil. Welcome back to Ward Scott Files. We apologize for taking a little bit longer there. We are searching for a video, which we're going to play for you. And um, we uh, are always trying to bring you the most um, informative um, program we can bring you and uh, document what we're saying. But I'm going to do the weather now. Uh, 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 thanks to uh, Lewis Oil, uh, one of our great supporters. And uh, basically here we are enjoying, as I said, um, the warm side of a schizophrenic nation on the western side of the nation, we basically got cold weather, record weather in the center in the west and snow down as far as San Diego on the west coast. But here we got a winter, a summer weather and grass growing and the birds are flying around having a good time. So um, it's not going to last. I'm afraid we're going to get them. Hope not. I have to get back and consult the Farmer's Almanac here before long to see if we're going to get another frost. But um, that's the way it's going right now. And enjoy it while you can. Get out and but, you know, you may have to start thinking about mowing your yard for crying out loud. So um appreciate all the work behind the scenes we were doing at the break. Thanks to production, we were getting ready to pull up a video, which I want to play for you, which I'm sure many of you already seen. It's been played on um, the local news and it's been played um, um, on the national news. And a lot of the news places had it copyrighted, but where we got it, it was not copyrighted. So we'll show you what you may have already seen. And unfortunately, it concerns Dylan. Uh, Lyons, who was a great uh, young man here locally in the reporting business. Um, and the thing I always remember about Dylan Lyons is how badly Dion McGraw treated him. Uh, I'll just never forgive her for that. Uh, Dion, and I tried to pull that video, but I couldn't find it. Maybe uh, WCJB scrubbed it. But um, the uh, in in this interview uh, that Dion, uh, Dylan uh, was trying to get a uh, 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 Dion McGraw to talk about her um, behavior when she was in the wrong district and elected and then being removed by the governor. Uh, she told him, I'm, I think I've almost got it verbatim. If not, I'm real close to get out of her face or get back away from her. She gave a threatening response to him. And Dylan was the type of guy who pursued the subject, pursued the, sub, uh, the truth, uh, tried to get a, a, an interview that would be informative and helpful to the public. Uh, and um, she was very rude to him. I'll never, ever forget it. And if I can ever find that video, um, I'm going to play it for you because it just burns me up that Dion McGraw, who is holier than thou, who is over here trying to be the moral compass, if you will, for what's right and wrong about her being elected or unelected or removed, replaced all the above, and supposedly holds all the cards on how to correct uh, juvenile misbehavior while her own son's arrested for carrying a weapon. Um, you know, I just can't stand this type of person. And when I heard about the unfortunate situation with Dylan, um, it just turned my stomach. I'm just going to take a moment of personal privilege and tell you that I'm just disgusted with Dion McGraw for doing this to this young man. And, of course, I'm very sad about the way things have turned out. Now, we've got the video. You may have seen it already of when they arrest this kid who killed him. And I got to tell you the way I read this, and I have been briefed by a lot of the 
uh, guys who are in, in law enforcement about what you're about to see about this type of kid. This is a kid who is a gang member, no doubt, who is heavily involved with uh, drugs and the, and the business of it, no doubt, who is carrying, uh, turns out, a Glock. Uh, I don't know which one, uh, but he's carrying the Glock pistol. And um, he's a nasty, rude, dangerous little, and I'll stop myself there before I get out a string of expletives. This kind of kid is all over the place. And he has got a rap sheet that is a mile long. He's been excused by the judicial system. I'm not going to get into the rap sheet. But when we run this video, I want you to hear what comes out of his mouth. He has been trained, uh, no doubt, to say this because it's what George Floyd hollered at the cops. And George Floyd changed the way these kids behave. Trust me, from that day forward, when the cops went to jail and got blamed for uh, George Floyd's behavior. As you remember, I said, and I'm the only man, news guy, whoever in the nation that's ever noticed this, that George Floyd ripped off his own race when that young man who had taken George Floyd's phony counterfeit $20 bill was told by the proprietor for whom he worked to go out and get Mr. Floyd to make good on the phony $20 bill. The young man who was awed because he Floyd told him he was some kind of pro-jock, and therefore the kid was awed by the size and possible truth of that, <clears throat> that the young man went out and asked Mr. Floyd to please make good on the $20 bill, phony $20 bill, or the person for whom he worked was going to take it out of his salary. Floyd threw it on the ground, and the guy who was with threw it on the ground and told the kid to butt out. Come on, brother. This is his own race he's doing this to. Come on, who are we kidding here? But this crap started what you're about to see because this kid hollers the very same thing that Floyd hollered in his situation in Minneapolis. Can we run that police production? I'm going to run it all the way through and I'm going to come back and talk with you about it. Other TV20 employees, all graduates from the University of Central Florida in Orlando. TV20's Taylor Simpson joins us live from the UCF campus. And Taylor, how are people in Central Florida responding to the shooting? Page here at UCF, a memorial is growing to honor Dylan as students are bringing candles, flowers, and writing messages to honor his life. City leaders also acknowledge that this violent incident also came the life of two other people, a woman and a nine-year-old girl. The Orange County Sheriff's Office uh, released videos showing the arrest of 19-year-old Keith Moses. Sheriff John Mina says he is confident that Moses will be charged with the murder of Dylan, 38-year-old Natasha Augustine and nine-year-old Tiana Major. The motive is unknown. Now there are new families who have a new normal because they have been directly impacted by a loved one who has either been killed or, or shot, seriously injured as a result of this incident. Dylan's co-worker, Spectrum 13 photographer Jesse Walden and the nine-year-old's mother are still in the hospital. And at 10 and 11, you'll hear from a professor who tied Dylan as well as students who are honoring his life. Reporting live in Orlando, Taylor Simpson, TV 20 News.
If you have a question about any legal matter relating to a personal injury case, you should call FFP. Hey, okay, we're going to we're live for a moment. We're going to come back without the ad plan. I think we'll be able to get the actual rest moment. Uh, and we're coming up with that. I'm going to listen to production as soon as this ad goes through. Uh, we're not going to show that ad to you because he's not one of our advertisers. So we're going to keep that off. And uh, we'll see if we get to it. Keep me going, production, if we get to it. And then um, the video here, the actual takedown of this. Here we go. Get on your face. Get on, get on your fucking face. Get on your fucking face. Get on your fucking face. They're killing me. They're killing me. Roll the fuck over me. They're killing me. Hey, good job, Ellie. I sat right there and I see him like throwing his hands up and stuff. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. We're going to see. I can't breathe. I can't breathe. He's down his leg. He's down his leg. Hey, hey, I got a knife in my center console. Grab the knife out of my center console. Grab the knife out of my center console. Grab the knife out of my center console. I got him, I got him. I'm going to cut it off. I'm going to cut it off. I'm going to cut it off. Is it my center? Right where my... Yeah. You got a knife? Huh? You got a knife? Nah, no, that's not gonna work. Hey, Allie. Allie, let me get that knife. It's a zero right here. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you got use the back side of this. Here, I got cut, it'll cut the fabric. Like, rip the fabric with this. I got gloves. All right, welcome back to Award Scott Files. We're live again. I just wanted you to see that. I wanted you, more importantly, to hear it, because obviously this has become the 
uh, script for these punks who are wandering around in the street. You notice this hairdo. There's symbolic uh, gestures to that, symbolic meaning to that. Everything on these young kids has gang indications of badges, the way they hold their hands, the way they do their hair. He's carrying a Glock and an ankle uh, bracelet. He's hollering, I can't breathe, which is the George Floyd rap and for which the cops went to jail. Uh, these cops are not paying a damn bit of attention to that, rightfully so. This kid, when they take him down to the um, uh, you know, next place he goes, he's rude there. He, uh, he's um, very, very dangerous. And these young kids about this guy's age are extremely uh, dangerous. Uh, I'll guarantee you the gun is stolen. It's not some damn concealed weapon permit or any of that crap. Oh, this is a kid that's running loose in the streets. Uh, is just one of many, and I'm very upset about this, as you can imagine. I take, I connect Dylan McGraw uh, being rude to this kid, uh, Dylan, when Dylan was alive and interviewing her. I don't know how, you know, I don't know what to do about this sort of stuff anymore. Uh, the judicial system has let this kid out on the streets. Um, you know, it, it's just, it's, it's just amazingly uh, um, permissive and. And, and people figure this out right away. Listen, everybody knows this. Everybody knows who the weak person is. You can take advantage. We do it in sports. We go looking for the weak spot in the opponent and exploit the hell out of it. That's what you're taught. Always take advantage of weakness. That's what happens. That's all we do in sports is we try in tennis. If the guy's backhand is not worth a darn, but his forehand's really good, we darn sure don't hit to his forehand. We hit to the backhand until it breaks down. We dominate him with his own weakness. This is a prime quintessential example of that. And it's uh, about more than human beings should have to put up with. Um, I just, I, you know, this is, uh, this, is a, this is a situation where, um, you know, somebody has got to finally reshape the world. I mean, this, this is just... This going down this road will be the ruination of all of us. Now, let me give you a follow up story. Thank you very much, production, for that tremendous uh, 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 job you did there and getting everything up and running. I want to take, uh, let me see how much time I got, if I got time to do this right. Um, I guess you know who um, Angela Davis is. If you don't, uh, Angela Davis is a famed Black Panther. Uh, who's a communist, um, and she uh, <laughs> it figures that she's on a university faculty. Um, she has been on a university faculty like uh, Bill Ayers and these people who are uh, dangerous, anti-white people. Bill Ayers was white, but he was a member of the Weatherman. Um, she's now 79 years old. And the fella who has this show is the same fella uh, that... Um, uh, Obama came along and had a beer garden beer with who was um, wrongfully accused of entering his own home. And uh, if you recall, Obama made a big deal out of it. He now has a show where it's a genealogy show and he traces back um, your roots. It's called Finding Your Roots. Uh, it's hosted by Henry Louis Gates Jr. And he has Angela Davis on his show and he springs this on her. And she is flabbergasted, flabbergasted to discover, guess what? That both sides of her family, now this is a Black Panther. 
who has preached racism all of her life, takes pride in being black. Guess what? Both sides of her family were white. And her mom's ancestors were slave owners. This is on the PBS show, Finding Your Roots. This is amazing because she is a, a famously woke, Angela Davis, a Marxist, a communist. She uh, wants herself to advocate reparations be paid to the blacks, and she's not even black. So she is not only from whites, but she has descended from slave owners. Her father was a on her father's side was a pilgrim, came over on the Mayflower. Now, this is, um, uh, she became nationally known in 1970 when guns she owned were used in the holdup of a Marion County courtroom in California, which left four people dead, including the judge. And after the FBI issued a warrant for her arrest, she went on the run and became listed as one of the department's 10 most wanted and after her eventual arrest, she spent 16 months in jail before being found not guilty. She was born in Birmingham, Alabama in 1944 during an era of segregation. And she claims have never known about her ancestry. She studied in West Germany in her youth. She became enamored by far left politics. She became a part of the Black Panthers and the Communist Party. And she was shocked and tried to get out of this. She said, no, I can't believe this. My ancestors did not come here on the Mayflower, she said. Well, later, they showed her the ancestry documentation that proved, indeed, they did arrive on the uh, famed pilgrim ship. Uh, there's a picture of her as we're scrolling down on the left there. Uh, you can see a picture of young Angela Davis there. I'm seeing it on my screen. And of course, you can see the older Angela Davis. Uh, this, is an, this is something that we need to do more of. She is a descendant of the 101 people who sailed on the Mayflower. Gates did not back down. Um, this is a one-hour show. You can probably look it up and see it. She had no idea uh, that she was white. And uh, she, uh, uh, she has uh, been stunned by this. And she's angry about it. And this is this, this is why, if you really want to get to the bottom of this, this black adjective, actually black, is no good. This hyphenated African American is no good. You know, you know, it's it's just a completely misdirected type of use of the language. Um, um, her fourth great grandfather, Gates, didn't let up. Uh, was born in Colonial Virginia around 1750. He was a patriot who played the drums during the Revolutionary War. Um, he owned a farm and had at least six slaves. Well, 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 well. I mean, come on, come on, come on. Go check out the PBS show. I'm telling you, buddy. I'm putting all this together. I'm putting all this together in my mind. It's not coming out to be a pretty picture. I hope you all have a great weekend. Thanks, production, for doing a great job again. Thanks for bearing with us as we try to give you the best and uh, most informative show we can do. Uh, thanks for you who support us and help us with our budget. And uh, uh, we'll hope you have a great weekend. Warthog Command Center out.